What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and TV shows that accompany those universes. And today, we are continuing with our Marvel Movie Marathon. We are staying in the MCU. Last, I think it, I think month ago, we reviewed Iron Man, the start of the MCU, and we are going to Chapter 2 of Phase 1, The Incredible Hulk. I am your co-host, Ben Rayside, and here with me today are my other loyal co-hosts to this Marvel Movie Marathon. First off, we have Mr. Ethan Wensloff. Ethan, how are you doing today? I'm stoked to be here. I'm doing great, and I just want to point out this early on the podcast. This is the third calendar year that Multiverse Monologues has been in business, and we're still pumping on all all cylinders. I mean, we started we started late 2020. You know, we did all 2021. No, 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 no. We started late 2021. We did 2022. Yes. And now it's 2023. It Not three years fully, but the third calendar year. I'm happy to be here. You know, we thought when we start this that mixing all things, mixing all this together, would be a mixture that would make an abomination. But <laughs> I'm glad to say that it is anything but an abomination. Let's do this. You know, it's a surprising fact that that's pretty much the line in the movie. <laughs> pretty much. But we'll, we will talk oh, about that it. That is a line from the movie. Pretty right. much. <laughs> the mixture could be an abomination. But that laugh you hear is also Mr. Micah Head. He's joining us again. He hasn't been on the podcast in a while, man. It's good to have you back. How are you today, Micah? Oh, man, I'm great. It's It's been since Iron Man. Uh, man, you know, they can keep shooting us and shooting us, but we will not. It will not even penetrate our skin. We will still pump out these multiple. Who's they? Up. Who's shooting at us in this metaphor? The world. The world. The yeah. world is against us. They like to attack us. Putting down <laughs> multiverse monologues. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm, I'm wearing my green shirt for, uh, for Hulk. I, it was a complete coincidence, but uh, yeah, let's do it. We'll <laughs> let's just it say you did. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I do have my Marvel hoodie on. I, I did sport the occasion for more reasons than one i will oh, say that okay but, uh, okay yes today we're going to be talking about incredible hulk but before we jump into it if you're watching on youtube give us a like subscribe that would go a long way and also follow us on spotify and apple Podcasts, or you know wherever else you get your podcasts but let's dive into it gentlemen open our sling ring and head over to the mcu I've got a problem. There are aspects of my personality that I can't control. See a shrink? It's a little bit more complicated than that. Bruce, trust me when I tell you, I've heard them all. Not this one. Incredible Hulk. Is it incredible? We're here to find out, ladies and gentlemen. Me, Ethan, Micah. But before we get into it, it's it's been a while since even I have seen this movie. And I can say that it's probably been maybe even longer for those of you listening. So Ethan, as always, has typed up a quick summary for those of you who want a just quick refresher and reminder of, you know, what the heck happened in the second phase of the MCU. It's not quite the second phase in the MCU, Ben. Second the second chapter. entry into the MCU, The Incredible Hulk, written by Zach Penn, directed by Louis Latarier. And this one stars Edward Norton, 
as Bruce Banner, notably not Eric Banner, and notably not Mark Ruffalo. It also stars Liv Tyler as Betty Ross, Tim Roth as Emil Blonsky, William Hurt as General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. Uh, may he rest in peace. And Tim Black Nelson as Samuel Stearns. In The Incredible Hulk, this movie tells a story of Dr. Bruce Banner who seeks a cure from his unique condition, which causes, causes him to turn into a giant green monster under emotional stress. While on the run from the military, which seeks his capture to use Bruce's body for military gain, Bruce uh, Banner comes close to a cure while reconnecting with his old love, Betty Ross. But all is lost when a new creature emerges, the Abomination. Uh, Micah, how long has it been since you've seen that? You know, since you've seen this movie, I bought the uh, you know the box sets. You have the same box sets, right? The, yes. Uh, the phase box sets. Phase one, phase two, yep. phase, phase three, three part, part one, one yep. part two. Yeah, uh, I have I have one, two, three, part one. I have those ones. Uh, this is the only movie out of those I've seen from it. Really? Yeah. From all of my discs that I have of, of Marvel. <laughs> you made use of it. <laughs> I, I've only seen this movie, and I've seen it twice now. <laughs> Not that you've only seen this one, but it's the only one that you've from my, watched from the my, DVD. So I've spent, yes. what, 100, 200 bucks on these sets? I will say, though, the box art they and look everything, sick on the, the, po- the mini They'll posters that come with it. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Listen, it's, it's, it's completely worth it. I just opinion. say, uh, the last time I saw this was with my dad. We just finished watching all of the X-Men movies, and then we were going to move through the, um, through, the Mar- through the MCU. So I had watched Iron Man by myself, and then I watched that on like Netflix or whatever it was on at the time. And then I watched uh, The Incredible Hulk. And that was maybe sophomore year of high school. So what, six? Was it six years ago almost now? Holy catfish. But yeah, this was yeah. the most recent rewatch of uh, an MCU movie I've done. Okay. That wasn't in theaters. Right. Or like recently released. <laughs> okay. Ethan, what about for you? So I last time I watched this movie was what what is it two hours ago? But <laughs> before that, good point. Before that, it I don't, I don't know. I've only seen this movie one other time than the time we've sat down to watch for this, and I I couldn't tell you when it was. Sometime after the Avengers, and pr- probably during Phase Two at some point when I sat down and watched this for the first time. But either way, it's been been a long time. It's been a while, man. I because. And there's a reason for that, because this is undoubtedly like, if not if we're not counting She-Hulk, this is the black sheep of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Like nothing touched this until this year, or I should say last year, or two years. Ah, mm-hmm. Shang Chi. Yeah, that's true. Shang Chi touched yep. it, and we had a what if episode dedicated to this. And I guess if you want to count Civil War bringing Thaddeus uh, Ross back, but. You didn't need to watch this to truly appreciate Avengers or any of the other MCU films because they pretty much scrapped a lot of what happened in this really movie. really is a black sheep of the MCU. Yes. and Green sheep, rather. You could say that. One might say that, actually. But going back and rewatching this, it's been about four or five years now, I guess, since I've seen it. Does it have merit? We are in a an era of the MCU, we are just finishing up Phase 4, and there has been a lot of criticism, a lot of jokes. Does this movie age better? That's what I'm trying to figure out here. I have a few thoughts, yeah. but 
I like what you're saying is presenting this like this is the old style of Marvel back mm. when things were a little more serious. We we have a few jokes in here and a few really, really corny lines, which Marvel d- does a lot more nowadays. But no, I feel what you're saying. We sit down, we watch this, and there is just a tonal shift. This feels different. I, t- For me personally, the first 20 minutes of this movie I absolutely love. I think it is great with uh, Edward Norton's Bruce Banner just struggling. You know, you have the little indicator. Uh, 156 days since last incident. I love all that. I love yeah. seeing how serious turning into the Hulk really is for this guy who, uh, by all means, was a normal guy a couple, whatever, a couple years ago. So I I do think that there is a, you know, I, I would like to see Marvel get back to more serious storytelling, but there is a tonal shift. And this is, I'd say, w- the humor in the MCU movies nowadays it kind of is over is it balances out with how the writing has improved, how CGI has improved and how uh, overall movies are made and the connective tissue that it has. But no, I do think that there is merit to what you're saying that a more serious early MCU should be appreciated. It got me nostalgic. I'm like, I remember watching this movie as a kid because like when I got into Marvel Avengers had just come out. So we only had in the MCU those five films so i would watch those films constantly and it got me like really nostalgic for that time in the mcu in a way that like that movie can make that happen thor can make that happen and captain america the first avenger can make that happen it's like wow i remember when i was this age and i was like thinking of all the possibilities of where the mcu could go and it was because of movies like this Mm -hmm this one that even though it's a black sheep still really i mean i would say that one of the best things that this movie does for me personally is it's world building not just in the mcu but for like hulk's little corner of the mcu that really never gets touched because there is so many characters and references and easter eggs probably one of the most we've ever seen that kind of just go off the rails and i've i've taken note of almost every one that i could find but it really, I would have liked to see a sequel to this movie, even though I will say that for me, this is a significant step down from Iron Man. And for a majority of this movie, I am left wanting a little bit more. Yeah, agreed. That's just my opinion. Micah, what do you think? Well, I think the thing that we should be comparing it to is, is it better than The Hulk? Ang Lee's Hulk. Ang Lee's Hulk. And, and personally, uh, I think that it fails to do a oh, lot of what Eric Bana Hulk oh, did. Okay. I think that that Hulk or uh, Ang Lee's Hulk. Ang Lee's yeah. Hulk. Ang Lee's yeah. Hulk. Uh, he, I think he had exactly what the people wanted. You can go back to that episode. I, I said it then. I'll say it again. They said they did exactly what Hulk should be doing: destroying all these cool things, making the huge jumps, Hulk smash, all the. Cool stuff. And then second to that is the story. And I think that's what this movie kind of forgot to do completely. It tried to be its own thing separate from what Ang Lee did. And I think that may be why it failed so much. Uh, People went to the Hulk movie expecting the entire movie, just like Ang Lee's Hulk, to be completely action. And in this movie, you have a lot more uh, of of. Uh, Bruce Banner, you have a lot of um, his relationship with Betty Ross, 
You have a lot of these other things that we might not expect going into a Hulk movie. Mm. So it, I don't think the audiences were ready for this. Yeah, and I, I see what you're saying. I think that Angley's Hulk has many, many flaws and a lot of charisma. It, it does have. It has its own style. It does, and I'll, I'll note at this point that when making the Incredible Hulk, it was referred to as a requel, hmm. which is a uh, a remake and also a sequel. So they wanted to use some elements from Angley's Hulk and kind of make it in a way. And Ryan Airy from Screen Crush, he just came out with a video a couple weeks ago telling us as fans why Angley's Hulk is actually the first MCU film. Mm. And he lays out his argument in that movie. And there, there, there is some ground to stand on it. Now, I don't want to associate myself ever again with Angley's Hulk. So yeah. it's my, my belief that it uh, is not part of the MCU, so but there is an argument for it. You would say that this is a step up from Angley's Hulk. I would, yes. And like in, in quality, you think that this movie is is better than? I do. Yeah, oh, okay. I think Angley's Hulk was so long, and the the comic style page. You know, we we all remember that. And you, if you're listening, you can go back and listen to our Angley Hulk review. That's a but good one. Yeah, yeah. It we recorded that in a hot hot room. Yeah, at, we did. Oh, beside oh, the note, but <laughs> no, yeah. this is. I think this is a step up. Not a huge step up, but I think that the quality is. Is there and I like I I think Edward Norton brings something. He doesn't bring he doesn't bring his A game. We've seen Edward Norton bring his A game. He doesn't bring that in this. Yeah. But I think he brings something to this role that can be appreciated that Eric Bana did not. It's confusing because you really have an all star cast. You have the guy from Fight Club. You have General Ross, who's played by oh I'm forgetting his name now, but oh, I've got he, Tim up. Roth I think is his name. Oh no, he's, he's a abomination. You've got William Tyler. Liv Tyler is Emil Blonsky. Liv Tyler. You got Tim Blake Nelson. Lord Love of the Rings. Guy. Like this cast is huge, but I don't think like anyone really brings their A game. No, you know Liv Tyler especially. She I feel like was she wasn't good. At all. She was so flat. Her the entire film line delivery is. Maybe my biggest critique Bruce, of this she movie. She just was Bruce, off the whole Bruce, thing. Bruce, <laughs> what are you doing, Bruce? Like, you couldn't hear her the whole thing. I had the captions on, so thankfully I understood what she was saying. But she just delivers every line so quietly. And that's what's funny about this movie is we've seen all these actors give performances before. We know that they can be good. And I do actually think that Tim Roth is really good in this movie as Emil Blonsky. He is, yes. It's for a, the role that he fits, he's perfect for Oh, it. yeah, and it's completely different from what they show us, and we'll get to it later how it relates to uh, She-Hulk, but and the he is a completely MCU. different character in She-Hulk. I can understand why people are disappointed now. I will say this. I much prefer the Incredible Hulk's version oh, yeah, of Abomination sure. than She-Hulk. What's before all, all his years of therapy? And, and I get in, that. In I, I know why, but I like the soldier, the yes, super soldier, yes. quote-unquote, style of that him just being an absolute with the beast. Hulk, 1v1 before yeah. he's the Abomination. Mm -hmm. That is sweet. Is that him, all you got? His motive flips. is completely different from in She-Hulk. I, I think that they, they change his character so much in She-Hulk that it's not even the same character. I mean, he has the same powers, but he wanted to fight Hulk for the challenge, for the thrill of the fight, and he... Well, what? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what made his whole character, and if you take that away from him, then he's just a man in Crocs. We're going to talk about this later, but She-Hulk, I think, has to be... like You have to take that 
in a certain way. Like you have to approach She-Hulk knowing what She-Hulk's character is. And that is a way, like if you do that, I think you have an enjoyable time with the show no matter what. But I mean, if you're coming in expecting like all these characters to come back who you saw before, you're going to be very disappointed. Yeah, like for example, in She-Hulk, Daredevil's one of my all-time favorites and he's portrayed a little differently than I'd prefer him to be. But I'm not mad about that because it is told through the picture of this lens that is She-Hulk, which is a little more... Uh, comedic and not as serious and they kind of are tongue-in-cheek with their their way of doing things well let's yeah. remind ourselves too what's canon is daredevil netflix show canon is the incredible <laughs> hulk canon that's the thing the incredible hulk is canon yeah for sure he, he has yes. stated as much as kevin feige would probably like to obliterate this movie from the face of the earth it is canon and i mean now especially like they're like let's take elements from this i believe um tim blake nelson is coming back as the leader in New World Order. New World Thank you. Yep. New World Order. They yes. never show what happens to that guy in this movie. Well, they show you that his head starts to yeah, pop. Yeah, we still don't show. know what happens. Yeah. We'll, we'll That's find a out. In, I, I that. love that. Like that was part of like the MCU that I loved, the early MCU that was like they wouldn't necessarily go all out and say, "Yeah, we're going to do this." Like they do now. They would just the plot would happen and randomly you'd see him get knocked down and his head would start to pop. And you're like, what? That's weird. And then you look into it and it's like, oh, wait a minute. Samuel Stearns, he's the leader. Could they be setting? And then you, then your mind would go, okay, where, where does that take us next? And next, that was like the one plot point that they never continued with. And I cannot wait because who doesn't like Tim Blake Nelson? He's a treasure to us all. And so I cannot I wait. I love him in the Coen Brothers see. movies. Yeah, Old I Brother, see. We're Out There, there you go. All the Buster Scruggs. There you go. His top yes. role is from Holes. From Holes. Oh, Absolutely. Is. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, he is a national treasure. And he is great in this movie. But I like what you said about the beginning, Ethan. About how it's very like, it's just very interesting to see where he's at. Because if you take it as a sequel to the first one, he is basically right where that movie left off. Mm-hmm. He's out and about. He's trying to get rid of run. his disease. It's I've never seen uh, computer typing done so well. I'm not gonna lie. Like his conversations with Mr. Blue and Mr. Green, like they're very tense. And I think a lot of it has to do with Craig Armstrong's score. Mm. He went all out. I did not know this, but I looked into it, and he uses themes from the Incredible Hulk television show from the 70s wow. like i didn't know this i've never listened to that soundtrack before but he was so passionate about this that it got a two disc release on physical media Jeez. and it's actually really good i've always liked the incredible hulk soundtrack especially when he's tearing through the favala in that country when the guys come in and try and take him you know do not lose him it's it's a really tense chase sequence that i think is done really really well that unfortunately after that, I think the movie starts to take a dip. Obviously, anytime we get to see Ty Burrell is epic in this movie because of Modern Family, but once he starts to enter the picture, I would say. And also, if you've I'd seen the trailer... i say once Liv Tyler enters the yes. picture, the, the movie really shifts, and you kind yes. of you lose the focus on what made it cool. What made it cool was you know Bruce running from the military, but then you throw Liv Tyler in there, and they kind of make it into a love story, and... For me, that's when the movie really gets kind of boring yeah, and th- drags on. I think what was cool about this this that chase scene is that there's stakes that other 
characters in different movies don't have and it's the heart rate he can't run too fast yeah. he can't freak out or else he will turn and he doesn't want to i think they could have kept going with that even further throughout the movie they could have taken that to its limits they they, they did they, they do it number one <laughs> well where it's a bit of uh, 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 uh <laughs> what are we referencing mike yeah there's, there's this thing right there, the thing the, so all right you're talking about this no no it's okay no no, no i I can't. Mike is referring to a makeout <laughs> scene later in the film where uh, Bruce Banner may get a little too excited and they have to. I can't stop. get too excited. Not even a little excited. Yeah, it's okay. just it scenes like that where it's like, and you can tell because there's a right before that happens. They're like she. They're like hugging. Yeah, and then it's a an immediate cut right to them not starting natural, to make out. Yeah, and it's not natural at all. Mm. It was like, all right, we just need to put this in. Because we're early phase MCU. It seemed like a very need- and action. Well, because <laughs> right, right. Okay, start kissing. You know. Yeah. And it's. I mean, it's. Not, it's just not good. It's their relationship is certainly not the greatest. Although there has been rumors that Liv Tyler might come back as Wouldn't Betty Ross be in the MCU. Wouldn't that be something, man? It would be a little weird because last time we saw her, she was interacting with Edward Norton, and now she may interact with. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, how do we how do we feel about this the switch? How do you guys feel about Edward, Edward Norton versus Mark Ruffalo? It's because, early enough. Yeah, this is a a debate. I know my brother Caleb. He loves Edward Norton's Hulk, and he really despises Mark Ruffalo. Me personally, Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk I saw first, and I really enjoy his portrayal, uh, particularly in the f- first two Avengers films. And we also have to highlight that. Um, Marvel doesn't fully have the rights to the Hulk, which is why, to this day, we've only had this one Hulk movie in the MCU. Universal owns the rights, so Marvel can't make a solo Hulk film right now. So how come we can have uh, uh, World War Hulk or whatever that movie is coming out? Coming out. Uh, we don't have any confirmation confirmed. of that. Oh, that's that. not confirmed? No. Okay. I thought that was coming out. Okay. Yeah, that's not... I mean, I'm, I really would hope so. Cause... It's the same thing with Spider-Man in the MCU. Gotcha. Sony agrees to let... Kevin Feige play around with the character. Universal also has to do that with the Hulk. Do they still own Fantastic Four too? No, no, because I, I know that, that's one of the uh, rides and stuff they have at Universal Studios. I'm just thinking of Fantastic ones. Four is owned by Fox, gotcha. who is now owned by Disney. So that's right. Everyone, I believe, Hulk and Spider Man, along with his universe of characters, are the only characters who Marvel does not have exclusive rights to. Which is unfortunate because those are two of Marvel's biggest characters, and they could really do a lot with that. But I, I, I think back to your question about who is a better Hulk. Hmm. I so my first Avengers experience was Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the cartoon from the early like 2010s, which is one of, if not the best superhero cartoon out there, and he. Remind Edward Norton reminds me a lot of that Bruce Banner. So I like that. It's just I didn't realize it until now that I do prefer Avengers 1 and Avengers 2 version Mark Ruffalo. That is, I think, the best version. And the Hulk look is much better in those films, too, because say what you want about the performance, but Edward Norton's Hulk looks nothing like Edward Norton. You look at Mark Ruffalo's Hulk, you can tell it's Mark that's, Ruffalo, that's yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. I think the one thing, another thing that this Hulk really gets right is the use of a different person's voice for the voiceover. Lou Ferrino, 
uh, voices Hulk again. Did he really? Yes. And he also has a cameo. And he does have a cameo. He's the security guard. We're gonna uh, we're gonna take a trip over to Cameo Corner here. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, But what I like about it is, you guys have seen Ragnarok. You know, you know Hulk's voice. It sounds very digital. It sounds bad in that movie. And that's one of the things that I've grown to hate about Hulk is that the voice isn't a real voice. It's uh, a toned down. Like a pitched down voice, and it just doesn't sound good. And this one sounds good. And I, I think they should just go back to this. Where it's is Lou Ferrino still alive? Could they just bring let back Lou Ferrino? I have no idea. I'm not sure, but I do still agree. Alive. Like the Hulk is and always should be like a brutal character. Yeah, you know, like a really dark. I, I love the scenes where you can kind of see the Hulk in this movie, but he's obscured by smoke. His first appearance or something like that. It's really, yes. really yeah. done yeah. well. Full body until like, like 45 hour into the movie. But it's, Out it's, of the bridge. But it's done so well. It like is. the way that they when handle it. When he shot like a horror villain. It's yes, when he's good. yes, yeah. just like they do in the first Avengers movie. Like in the soda, well. in the soda factory. I think that was a yes. really yes. good scene. That was a good fight scene because you don't see him. He's obscure. He's gone. We we don't like it's almost weird, but we don't have that anymore. Mm. Like we we haven't had that for a long time. It's been Smart Hulk, and I'm not gonna lie. Like I start to see where people are coming from. Where it's like I want a big Hulkish Hulk. Yeah, and know? I asked you in our She Hulk podcast, what are your thoughts on the way that the MCU is taking the Hulk now that we have the most recent appearance of him in She Hulk as Professor Hulk, and now we are. We've gone back to his very first appearance. I want to ask you two again. How do you feel about the MCU's handling of the Hulk and doing what they have done with him? Well, they used him a little bit. Uh, they made the Hulkbuster suit, and they they fought him when. Uh, which movie was that? I forget. That was Age of Ultron. Age of, Age of Ultron. Ultron. That's what. Yeah, and he was under control, right, from Loki. Age of Wanda. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. So Wanda to... controls his mind. Wanda controls him, and then we see True Strength Hulk. I'm excited to see that again on our watch through. Yeah, um, but we need more of that. I think yes. that I think that in the future MCU, even if it's not Hulk doing that, we need a Hulk equivalent so that we can see Hulk's powers again. It was really cool right. in Infinity War seeing him fight against Thanos and seeing Thanos as just pure strength against Hulk. Um, yeah, yeah, and with that being said, we can because you want to see another Hulk esque character mm-hmm. coming in. We do have the very recent casting of Harrison Ford as the new Thaddeus Thunderbolt, Ross. So I think casting an actor to that level could mean that we are going to get a Red Hulk. I think that would be the wisest move because he, I mean, dude, he's old, man. So make him this brute. But, I mean, it's Harrison Ford. You know, that would be pretty interesting. I'm not going to lie. I would like that. But I think it reaches its peak in Avengers. And we'll talk about it more there, but just Hulk goes all out in that movie. Yeah. Just a little side note. I I freaking love the first Avengers movie. So, I am I, so excited. I keep thinking about how to we're get gonna there. be able to watch it. You know who yeah. wrote that movie? Joss Whedon. Zach Penn. He screen wrote it. The, the first, first Avengers, Avengers movie? Yeah. Did he, he wrote, really? He wrote the story. And you know uh you know who wrote Electra? <laughs> no Zach way. Penn. No way. You know who wrote X Men Last Stand? <laughs> Zach Penn. Wow, wow, he really struck a gold mine with He did. Well, it so really like he well, is he is hit or miss with some of these things. He, re, he even wrote Free Guy. I haven't seen Free Guy, but I heard that was good. I like Free Guy. Is Free Guy's good. Yeah, Free Guy's great. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's really really good. I mean, Josh Whedon also. I mean, he he's had a pretty 
stingy track record, but he <laughs> really like went all out. I'll even say for Age of Ultron, which I just love. Been for the Avengers. <laughs> I love Avengers Age of Ultron. I will defend that movie till I die. But anyway, back <laughs> to the early days of the MCU, Incredible Hulk. Acting, not the greatest. I want to mm. talk about like um, Edward Norton. Certain times he's great. And then there's other times where he his line delivery is like, if I could just if I could just borrow some cash, you know, like I don't know. It's not like you have a hard time rooting for him. I think that's where I come from. Where it's like in the first movie they made an they made me root for an alcoholic, you know, who is a ladies man. Like he's this idiot. Yeah. But they made me root for him. I don't think they did a good job with that with this movie. And I think a reason could be is that even though Louis Leterrier is the director. Edward Norton behind the scenes was rewriting a lot of this movie because he didn't agree with the direction that they were going with in this movie. Originally, Louis Leterrier wanted Mark Ruffalo to be the Hulk. He that was his first pick. So even back then, they were looking at Hulk. And I think that's where Josh Whedon was like, that's where he Which is funny because when Eric Bannon was casted in Ang Lee's Hulk, they wanted Edward Norton. So there's kind of like a little chain wow. we got going on here. Well, because they actually did ask, at very the very first, they did ask Eric Bana to come back and do Hulk. I, that was very early days, though. Like, then they kind of went in the direction of, no, we need to get a new Hulk. But they did ask Eric Bana to come back and do this role, which I'm thankful that they did not. Did you guys think that this Bruce Banner was smart? Because I did not. That is true. I, I will didn't say think this. He was smart at all. The first Hulk does do that better. Yeah, Ang Lee's Hulk. He was smart. Like he he had some he had some wit on him. Like he was he was good. This one. What are the characteristics of this Bruce Banner? He's mostly just on the run. I mean, they and say that he was confident in his work and then did this experiment on himself. That's like the only backstory we get. But we don't see him like making his own. I don't know, defense system or, uh, I don't know, showing, yeah, what's the other guy's name? The uh, uh, Showing Samuel Stearns his own knowledge on this. We, we don't see anything like that. We don't see him being impressively smart. And that's half of his character. Half of his character is being the smart professor, Bruce Banner. And then the other half is, or Dr. Bruce Banner. And then the other half is being the strong, brute Hulk. And I think that's also where this movie fails. Ang Lee's Hulk they did that. They did that, and it was good, in my opinion. I mean, it could have been written more realistically, but then it wouldn't be as comic booky and as charismatic as what I liked about Angley's Hulk. So this movie, I think, just rips the character out of Bruce Banner. That I, I, I agree. I think that's a good take. I think that at the end of the day, at the very end of the day, this is just like, as low as you can go, kind of on the yeah. end. Well, not the not it as wasn't low. I will say that. Like it wasn't offensive, but it's definitely like it definitely held the spot as worst Marvel movie for a reason yeah. for a while. It's no like, Daredevil, but no, well, ben, no Ben Affleck Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, but this is like when you have a starting off point that, of, of Iron Man, where it's yeah. like I mean, what did I give them? Like an eight point five. Yeah, these like, must that's have been really, in development really at the same good. time and recording well, side by side. Like they. They couldn't have seen, oh, they're doing really well. We should step ours up a little bit. It, this movie was released two months after Iron Man. Yeah. Like, the, in quick succession. So, I mean, you think we're getting Marvel content fast and heavy nowadays, man. They got to write two months, two new movies. But, I mean, I don't know. 
it's a different studio. Yeah. So Marvel had a hand in it, but I think different studio as well as some Edward Norton. Oh, this was next month. It was May and June. Oh, wow. Iron Man came out in May. One month. Incredible Hulk was June 13th. Yeah. Wow. That's not a good turnaround. Marvel Because at that point, Iron Man's still in theaters. and it's Yeah, they were side by side in (laughs) theaters. If I want to go see a Marvel movie in theaters, I'm not going to see the Hulk over I, I mean, mean how, maybe how the, the, the character's name. But think, yeah, he was bigger. But think then. about what it. Though? He was huge make? back then. Yeah. Hulk was like, I don't know why they didn't make more movies with Hulk. This but made then he, half as much as Iron Man. How Barely much did it? How much? All right, Iron Man made five hundred eighty-five million. This made two sixty-five. Less than half. Wow. This is big step down. Yeah. I and, can see that, and it's probably because they were fighting against themselves. There's nothing in this movie that you can really like grab onto. Mm. You know. It's it's a very serviceable first Hulk movie with I mean look at Louis Leterrier's directing credits he doesn't have much of anything to really mm-hmm. say on I mean there might be one that I looked and I was like oh okay that's pretty good but that other than that it's all like like transporter very generic action movies Now you see me he did that That one was the one where I was like okay that's a good yeah. movie Oh he did The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance that horrible TV show. I watched mm. one episode. Oh, it was, was like, so bad. Whoa. Holy cow. I am Flash not the, the man for this. For this. <laughs> yeah, so th- like this nothing. did come right after Iron Man, and we do get a slight Iron Man cameo in this film. That was the, cool. At that, the very end. It should have yeah. been a post-credit scene. It f- plays like it's a post-credit It's funny. The IMDB scene. has this listed as, this is the only Marvel post-credit scene that takes place during the actual film. Uh, that's not a post-credit scene then. Yeah, it's yeah, just part it's of the film, com- IMDB. Come on. Just like Blade, Blade didn't have a post-credit scene, yeah. but it was basically a post-credit scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure, but I do want to take a walk around or maybe a drive to Cameo Corner because Ooh. there's quite a few in-universe and out-of-universe cameos that we need to talk about. One of my favorite Stanley cameos. I love this one. Okay, <laughs> let's go to that one first because always, no matter what, we always reference. This is one of the best Stanley cameos. He takes a drink. Wow. Oh my wow. goodness. <laughs> and is this the moment that Stanley gains superpowers? Let's talk about this. I believe. I mean, he should have, based on the properties of, of the, the blood, unless if it killed him right I away. I think it killed him. I think that's what got their attention. I don't think it killed him. Really? So is there, heard the Stanley Stanley theory there is like, the theory that, yeah, the yeah. Stanley that appears in every movie is the same character. Really? Yes. How have I not? Whoa. He just has many. Jobs, <laughs> many jobs. You're telling me that he went to space in one of them. Yeah, canonically wow. he should have Hulk powers or some form. And of canonically, well, I think he he can lift me on there too. If you've maybe? ever played Lego Marvel superheroes, <laughs> the first game, if you unlock the Stanley character, you can turn into Stan Hulk. So he does have it in that game. So I guess basically that it confirms it. It is canon. It is canon. We also have a cameo from Lou Ferrigno, the original. Well. We have both of their cameos. The, the, the one is a loose cameo, you know. As it's a, yeah. As Edward Norton is flipping through the TV, there is a short Bill Bixby, or is that his name? I think it is, yeah. Yeah, Bill Bixby moment on the cameo. Unfortunately, he had already passed away yes. at the time of making this movie, so he couldn't have an actual cameo. Who's but, Bill Bixby? Could you explain that? He is the actor who portrayed the Hulk in the oh. 1970s TV show. So in the 70s okay. Incredible Hulk TV show, there was Bill Bixby who played... Uh, Dr. David Banner. David Banner. And then uh, there was Lou Ferrigno who played the Incredible Hulk. Once he transferred. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. You texted in the group chat. 
epic bribe of the pizza. Oh, that is the <laughs> best. I think that was the, my favorite scene in this whole movie. I know you're going to say it later in the, in yeah. the episode, but that scene where <laughs> it's so realistic, he goes up, he's like, listen, man, I got a delivery out in floor five. There's nobody up there. I got an extra medium. Can please just let me go. Up. <laughs> God bless you, man. Which that is a perfect segue into our next cameo. Yeah, up in the up in the lab, the, oh, the, gentle, he, the gentleman eating pizza. I love how it's um, uh, implied that he bribed the other scientists up there with pizza so that he can go. So he lists the pizzas like, thanks, man. Wait a minute. To Hold on. To the computer. The Who's gentleman eating pizza. Who's it, that guy? He's a he's a person. I was looking to see. He's a that's, real person. That's Martin Starr. No way. He comes back later in uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. He's the teacher. He's Mr. Harrington. No way. You're and joking. Kevin me. Feige has uh, backhandedly confirmed that, yes, that is the same character. Like the guy who's, the not guy who's the... eating pizza in the lab. What? Yes. No way. I'm looking it up right now. That's him. What? That's epic. Hold on. I, okay, I did not have that written down. This is so cool. <laughs> have they All said right. that he's... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, keep going, guys. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, uh, yeah, Kevin Feige said people oh, ask him. he's listed him. as computer nerd. Okay. Yeah, he's so listed he, as computer he, he nerd. Can, you yeah. can say he's, sure. Oh, why not? It's one of those things like, oh, is that young boy in uh, Iron Man 2? Iron Man 2, Peter Parker. Sure. They're like, yeah, sure. Why not? But this, is, the case in this is is literally the same actor, same face. He didn't get a name in the first one, so. There you go. Why not Why connect not? the dots? All right. Oh, look at that. Man. I like that. That's funny. I like that a lot too. In the beginning opening credits, you get Dr. Arskin's name who made... We also get a lot of references to the super soldier. Nick Fury's project. in there too. Fury, I saw that one fly Nick by. Nick Fury's name. Um, we don't Tony see him Stark, in the movie. Stark Industries is also mm-hmm. named. Um, I have here Rick Jones appears in this movie as a credit in the mm. opening ones. And if you don't know who Rick Jones is... He is a bomb, which is like a blue Hulk. Hmm. Uh, if you've ever watched Hulk and the Agents of Smash, you would know who a bomb is. But I love how ridiculous the is, names uh, are. Yeah, a <laughs> bomb, Scar, She Hulk, Red Hulk, and Hulk. I think that's another thing. Uh, actually, She Red Hulk's one too. Yep, she yep. Red Hulk. Yeah. I think that's another thing that this movie doesn't get quite right. Uh, Ang Lee's Hulk it felt more natural for him. To say the catchphrases of like Hulk smash and do the Hulk clap and oh. stuff. This one, it felt like they just threw him in there. I don't know. Any last words? Hulk smash. Like that. All right. The Hulk okay. smash in this one is and pretty sick. And I think it was earned. You say sick, Ben? I love that. I think it's pretty bad. Uh, really? Pretty I bad. thought it was bad. Yeah. Come on. It wasn't terrible. Terrible. No, like legit. It wasn't earned. I think in Ang Lee, it was earned. Like they, they had been building up to it. Okay, we're, we're going to do this. And this I one, don't. Either. There's like a buildup of. He Hulk's doesn't talk at all the as the Hulk until. That's he why says I Hulk think smash. it's so cool that the, his like only words basically are Hulk smash. Like I like the silent even, version. Even by the time Avengers comes around, they don't have the guts to pull that line. I liked it in this one. I don't know. There was something the okay. way the way he says it. It was like guttural, and then he 
like smashes down. I but does it work for the movie? I think it does. I'm not gonna lie. I actually like that scene. I for reference, I don't even remember when he said Hulk smash in the first one. If you told me he didn't say it, I would agree with you. Oh, I'm pretty sure he said it. I thought he said it like twice <laughs> or three times. Can you point to the scene? Oh, I mean, I can't like Ben. You win. Okay, you win. All right, Ben. I'm just I, no. I'm saying I Guys, could. Ben's I can't right. remember. Ben's right. Ben's right every time. We're talking about a movie I saw two days ago versus a movie I saw a year ago. So. I don't remember, well, I remember most of them, but like there are some movies that I've actively tried to blot out of my head, and Hulk was one of them, so that could Angry have. Hulk had a lot of really good quotes in it. I think, uh, I think that's what <laughs> really I'll say. Really good? Question yeah, mark? really memorable quotes. <laughs> name, okay, name memorable, I will agree. Ooh. Oh, yes. <laughs> that was a good one, man. <laughs> That was Beauty human. <laughs> but are we still in this cameo we're, yes, corner? Yes, we're still we we are still in this cameo corner. Stan the pizza guy. Maybe he doesn't He is the voice of the animated Hulk from the Hulk series from the 60s. Wow. Which is an animated Hulk. I was like, this guy's gotta be something. They name his like name him Stan. Yeah. It could be also a reference to Stan Lee. He which, looks he looks like Stan Lee. He, he does. does. So there you go. Uh Sam Elliott, who is not in this movie. But is General Ross in the Hulk 2003 film wanted to reprise the role? He wanted to be in this movie, and Marvel turned him down. They said no more for you, which I am a little sad about because Sam Elliott is great. Um, obviously, you have Samuel Stearns as the leader. Ty Burrell, though, does make a cameo. It's not like known. This is why I like it. There's a lot of these in this movie. He has a role, but he is the future Doc Samson, which, if you don't know who that character is, is basically what if the super soldier serum went right? It's mm. like Hulk serum that he takes, but if it actually did what it was supposed to do, like oh, wow. it's another Captain America basically. But he has like green hair and he does anger therapy. Yeah, and I do like diving into the super soldier serum before we've actually seen that yeah. movie. You know, we get, yeah, get super to, cool. We get to talk about it, and then by the time Captain America comes comes around, you realize, oh, this is why people think that the super soldier serum is so. Highly important because it did what it did to Steve Rogers. I think it's cool that they turned uh, Hulk, his backstory, into the super soldier. And it, it like plot twisted the whole movie to me at the end when Tony Stark comes in and he's like, yeah, I told you that super soldier uh, project wasn't going to work. Well, it was super soldier the whole time. <laughs> Blew my mind. <laughs> Doesn't he say like... There's a reason it was put on ice yeah. as like a little jab. Oh, I didn't and catch I that. Like I, that. Like, I like that. That's I'm building a good. team. I'm building right. A team. And I'm I'm like, I'm excited for what's to come. Cameo like corner. We are RDJ as Tony Stark. Sure. There you we'll go. It. <laughs> definitely qualifies. I think that's all of them that I caught. Uh, the color but. green everywhere. <laughs> you could <laughs> the count The purple that. pants. Yes. That, <laughs> that one, one deserves that one. one. That one. does good. deserve one. That was good. I like that. Yeah. My favorite pants moment, though, in this movie is when he's buying pants at that stand. <laughs> and he... Uh, <laughs> He's like, will this fit on me as a Hulk? And there's a, <laughs> really there's a pretty lady. fat woman right behind him. And he kind of like measures it out. He's like, nah, these won't work. I mean, I these won't work. stretchy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was good. That was really good. I think that's all of them, though. I think, like, I, don't, I can't remember anything. Also, one more fact that I want to point to before we go to favorite character is that this is the lowest grossing MCU film ever. Uh... Like, 
That's the fact. That's a fact, bro. <laughs> Lowest grossing MCU movie? MCU. MCU. Not Marvel movie. But I tr- I've seen that, and that's been confirmed. Although Mike is looking through a spreadsheet through right he's now. He's got a spreadsheet, man. Trying so heavily that looks to right. Spreadsheet doesn't lie. It looks right. As far yeah. as MCU goes, this is the lowest grossing movie. Now, I'm not talking about like electric. Black Widow got 379, but that's the second place. But also that was COVID. Yeah. Yeah, that they majorly that affected. at home. Although Disney it Plus. probably wouldn't have gotten much more if it wasn't. Yeah. Who knows though? Who knows? Who can say? Who knows? Who can yeah, say? but the difference between second and third is, I mean, second and first, that's crazy. So Incredible Hulk was 265 and Black Widow was... 379 now with inflation i'm sure that's a bit closer but still that's a good point i haven't thrown into an inflation calculator i'm not going to but you gotta throw in COVID though you just have to like yeah it went right to streaming like there's a reason i did see it in theaters though. oh i saw it in theaters too yeah. i've never I've, I've seen all of them since winter soldier so but anyway i think if we i think we've exhausted the topic Unless you guys have anything else you want to say, not enough smashing about the movie. Not enough smashing. He uses a lot smashing. of uh, he uses a lot of like shields in this movie, or picks up cars, rips them in half. I, I liked what the police car he uses those bo- kind of boxing gloves. That was cool. Um, not enough of just like Hulk smashing. It was. I mean, he said Hulk smash once. That may have been what I was thinking of in in the uh, in the Ang Lee Hulk. He smashes more things. Like he's out in that desert and he just destroys things and it's super cool and just wrecks the military and i think that's something we need to see more of hulk <laughs> yeah that's what Absolutely. the first one did a lot yeah of it was basically him versus and that's the, what i wanted to see yeah <laughs> but uh part of this movie reminded me of morbius you know all the blood when you walk mm. into that room and it's just the bags of blood i'm like oh Mor- morbius, morbius would have a field day in here he would <laughs> good old morbius man side note are you getting that lego set there's a Morbius Lego set. I saw it at Lego at the Lego store, bro. No way. I was we, we, the we've Lego texted set. about this before. We Micah. have. We've texted about this. We've thrown this in the chat. Something else I want to highlight is uh, Hulk is cured in this movie. Is he not? He goes under a cure. He starts turning to the Hulk, and then he's it's a turned back Morbius. to Bruce Banner. Right. And then he's on the plane, and he just decides, I'm going to jump out this plane hit my face on the pavement, and hopefully turn into the Hulk again. How does that play into this movie? I think that was used for, like, stakes, to where it was like, well, if he just goes down there, there's no stakes, he's going to win. We have to make it so that oh, maybe he won't turn. He wasn't dead for long enough. I think he should have laid there for a little longer <laughs> to really, like, bring the stakes up, and then they try something else. Like, the military's like, all right, plan B, we're going to send in all of our stuff still, and then... His fist does come up like really quick. Yeah, like, you don't even get to live his eyes it. were not green. He was yeah. like, "Oh no!" And they just, pfft. yeah, yeah. At the end of this movie, you see him. There uh, were a lot of people just in the streets. Still. Yeah, this yeah. was probably thirty minutes into the fight scene, and it was like real time, not cut time. Yeah, thirty minutes. They should have evacuated by then, right? We do get a Hulk reference to this uh, Harlem fight in Daredevil. You know, and uh, yes, Harlem brawl. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there is a scene cut from this movie at the beginning where we see Edward Norton shoot himself in the head, and it doesn't work. He turns into the Hulk, and that deleted scene is oh. later referenced in, in the Hulk. Avengers, yes. Yeah, in Avengers, yeah. Oh. It's like, I put a bullet in my head, and the other guy spit it out. You know, it's a great it. line from yeah, it is. Mark Ruffalo. Wow. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I'm excited for the Avengers. Oh, dude. 
I you should always be excited. I haven't the seen the Avengers the first since probably Avengers. when Josh Nielsen played it at youth group one time <laughs> when we were over at someone. I think it was even your house. My house, you think? Yeah, I think so. The first Avengers is still in my top five MCU. Like, it's, oh, it's fantastic. It is that good, and it deserves still, to be up there. Yeah, like I don't know if it'll be beat. Something about that first time. I I oh. Well, we special, we'll have a chance yeah, right. to talk about we will the unfortunately it won't here. be for a while but i cannot wait for the avengers but anyway gentlemen let's move over to favorite character in the film real quick micah real quick uh, i mean uh, micah we know you like to summarize unless, the movies in this segment yeah. but let's uh <laughs> let's just give character i i got mine ready i, I guess I'll okay say, i'll say um uh, Tim Blake Nelson's character of uh, whatever his name was, Samuel Stearns. <laughs> Samuel Stearns. I, I don't know. It was it was quick appearance. I I liked uh, how he was. He was Mister Blue. Is he a Blue Hulk when he transforms? Is that the he is green with he's a still large green? head? Mm. Okay, well, well elongated, I guess. I think that could have been a cool opportunity for them to do a, whatever. Uh, I liked how he said a lot of stuff, and he was funny, yeah. and it's about it. Uh, there weren't many characters in this movie. Uh, that's what he looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I just showed Mike a picture of what oh, the leader will look like. Yeah. Kind of Megamind-esque. Yeah. I don't know. The, this movie didn't really have any outstanding characters for okay. me. Not like Ang Lee's Hulk. <laughs> oh, Ang Lee's okay. Hulk. Ben, Even, did you want to go first or you want me to share my favorite character? You go ahead. All right. I'll, uh, since he's still on the board, I'll take Tim Roth. As Emil Blonsky, the oh, you know, abomination. Yeah. I think, I think everything he does in this film is really good. I think his performance is great. I love just you see his uh, descent into madness as he just wants to get the Hulk. But uh, or I'll talk about this in my favorite scene. But I love the part where he's describing the Hulk, you know, to uh, Thunderbolt Ross for the first time. He's like, "There was this thing with Bruce. It was huge." <laughs> And he, he's just in awe of this amazing creature, and I love that that just sparks into his obsession. So I think he's a good character, and I I mean, I'd agree he's very different in uh, She-Hulk. And sure, maybe that's not possible that he could change that much, but he's also been in prison for a very long time. But anyway, in this film, I do love him, and I love his determination, and the action sequences he gets are really cool. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see more of that, Emil Blonsky. I think that in this movie, it needed more of that. It needed more of that malicious, like, hunt for the Hulk that Emil Blonsky was offering. Hmm. I would say if I can't pick Ty Burrell as my favorite character, <laughs> he's he, not in he's barely he's in, in it, the movie for like a second and he's, then he betrays he's in the our trailer. You're gonna, yeah. he is in the movie. You're gonna say Liv Tyler. Absolutely not. She's my <laughs> least favorite she's my least favorite part of this movie. And to be different, I will go so with Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, I, I think some of his line delivery is great because it's so like uniquely him like do not lose him like who says it like that but i like that he is like that he's an army general like get him shoot him shoot him get out of the way like it's it's very much his dialogue the way that he can give it and i think he rivals sam neil no not sam elliot. Neil. sam elliot in the uh the first Hall, Angley's there Hall. were moments in this movie where I was like, I think he does a great I job. I think it should be Sam Elliott right here. That's true. I mean, well, w- there are many moments in life where you're like, 
Sam Elliott should be yeah. here, right? I think now. Sam Elliott should be the new cameo in every movie. Ooh. <laughs> no, you can't do that. Not not for Stan Lee. Not to replace Stan Lee. Well, no, one can, we know that no one can do that. The real that cameo should yeah. be Wong. Every movie. Heck yeah. <laughs> I go with that one. I'm, I'm with that one. But segueing to our favorite scene, Ethan, you said you had Yeah, that. I'm going uh, Emil Blonsky 1v1s the Hulk. I think that sequence is so cool where... He he has a little bit of the super soldier serum in him, and he's just doing flips and Daredevil-esque gymnastics all around this Hulk. I thought it was super cool, and I really enjoyed seeing that. That is an epic scene. Micah, do you have one? The only part that made me smile or laugh at all in this movie was when he gave the pizza to the security guard. <laughs> and it was Lou okay. Ferrigno. <laughs> Excellent. No, it- and now, the, now that the, uh, the computer nerd is actually a canon... Uh, future appearance as Mr. Harrington uh, in Spider-Man. I think that's just even better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to look at that a little bit differently now because I've never known it. I've been an MCU fan all my life, and I just am now finding out that Mr. Harrington is the guy from the Hulk. But I think the my favorite, Hulk, the Incredible Hulk. I, will, I don't want to mess that up. <laughs> but I think that my favorite scene has got to be Hulk's first transformation. That's in great. The, it's a great scene. In the they do factory. the transformations really well in this. Yes, like it looks grotesque going out. Oh, like and you hear the bones popping yeah. like out of joints. Yeah. Uh, but I like how he's the Angley Hulk. He goes, yeah. "Don't make me hungry. You wouldn't like me when I'm." Oh, that's not right. It's like wait, I, I love when they call like, Morbius I said that like wrong. that. But he's so badly Another Morbius reference yeah. right there. <laughs> like even though he doesn't want, like he doesn't like these guys, and they're beating him up. He so badly doesn't want to turn because he knows how badly it's going to turn yeah. out for everyone around him. And that right there is the only moment where you truly get to see the conflict that makes Hulk interesting. Yeah. Oh, you're the talking fact- about, I thought you were talking about Morbius. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fact that he <laughs> is so concerned with everyone else and the hurt that he could cause to everyone else is the main reason that he is interesting, in my opinion. Yeah. I love his conflict of he has this problem that could decimate people so he cannot get angry. It's such a great conflict that really does not get enough screen time. But in that one moment, you you see that. And so for more reasons than one, Hulk turning and that conflict, that scene is my favorite scene in the movie. You could have been talking about Morbius right there. Like, could that, that was like the... I think... That's yeah, crazy. that's why I think for like second favorite scene, which we're not going to dive into, but I do like the whole beginning part of this movie where you do see his struggle with that and him trying to master the abilities. He's with the the diaphragm guy and the dude, I, <laughs> learning meditation whack. techniques. Yeah. yeah, I think that could have been a like this could have been Disney made of may might have made this into a show if it came out today. I think there could have been whole, an episode or two in Brazil where he's like training and getting used to his anger management that maybe maybe an episode of him getting to brazil and his struggle with with running away from the government in america trying to get over and then his development in brazil and then uh him using the hulk a little bit in brazil and then goes on to the rest of the movie kind of thing i think that this could have been drawn out into a whole show and then we could have more emil Blonsky and more um more of him with the experiments and we could have seen more of mr blue i Keep forgetting his name, Stearns. Uh, you know, all this stuff. They're, they're, you say more of this is I better. think more of this is what this movie needs. Really? I, I think that these characters are so close. Like, they're not quite there. They're not really... Like, the, the 
the story that they put out, like there's 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 something there. There's something there. You can Agreed. tell that uh, like we love the Brazil scenes. Those are cool. I think that after that, it kind of just like turns into a generic action movie that happens to have the Hulk in it. Yeah, yeah. And we need more of that earlier like build Fugitive up so Hulk. that we can care about these characters mm. more. Hmm. I like because if it's not Ang Lee Hulk characters that are going into this movie as a sequel, then there is no there's no attachment. Yeah, and when turning anything into a show, you have to uh, walk the line where like, are we just dissecting a movie and dispersing yeah. it? You know with we had some shows this year that came out that definitely should have been movies that weren't executed good as shows. So you got to find that happy medium. But yeah, if the story's there, they would do that. Yeah, it wouldn't have worked back then though, because no. shows back then were like you either make one season and it dies or whatever, and you make fifteen seasons and then it dies. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I, there were no like limited that. series really. I like that. I like that take. Gentlemen, it's time for scores. Okay. Yeah. I've got my score. You got your score, Micah? Yep. Hit us with it first. The Incredible Hulk. Uh, it is anything but incredible, <laughs> uh, in my opinion. Ooh. I think it is... How uh, low is he going to go? Yeah. While it is not... Remind the audience of your first Hulk score. Re- reference Ang Lee's Hulk score. Yeah, Ang Lee's yeah. Hulk, I gave a 5.6. 5.6. Let me and tell I'm, you. I'm getting the feeling you liked Ang Lee's Hulk more than this one. I Yes, I wow. did like Ang Lee's Hulk wow. a little bit more. Just because it had a bit more character in it, and um, mm. to to compare it to what's his name, Zach Penn's last movie that we watched that uh, he wrote it was Electra. Was Electra? I gave that a one. So I, I think it's a bit <laughs> of a step up. Happy medium. Okay. Happy medium okay. here. We're gonna go. <clears throat> well, this wasn't offensively bad. I said that earlier. There was nothing in this movie that I think was terrible. That was like, all right, this is a disservice to Hulk. Sure, he could have smashed more. He could have been smash. But he can't get his heart rate up. He can't get too excited. Come on, guys. <laughs> Not even a little bit. So we're going to give Hulk, the Incredible Hulk from 2008, a 5 out of 10. Wow. A 5 out of wow. 10. The first right there. Yeah. 5 out of 10 from me. Wow. The first, uh, the, the fourth solid number that I've given. Hmm. hmm. Cut right down the middle. Hmm. I like it. Ethan? Oh, oh, he's also the wrong color green. I'll say that. He's a specific style, I guess. That, that's what yeah, they were going for. He's very tendony. I yeah, like. I like different. His pectorals are very. It's got like zero body fat. Out yeah, of yeah. That's what they were going for, though. So I mean, yeah, they achieved weird. it. I, I don't. I don't personally like it either. It's funny. You have these two super small guys in uh, Tim Roth and Edward Norton, and then they just turn into these big brooding monsters. It's yeah. kind of funny. True. No, but I, I'll give my score for this movie. So I think that this is. It's for sure a step down from Iron Man, 100%. But I think it is a step up from everything outside of major properties. Like, I think that the X-Men films are probably a bit better than this. Sam Raimi Spider-Man's for sure better than this. I would put this under uh, most of the Blade films. But all these random random movies that we've got, like uh, Daredevil, Elektra, Howard the Duck. It is a step up. I think it's a step up from those. And... For that reason. So I think that the character work isn't the best, but I do think that a lot of the action is really fun. And I think it doesn't, I was a, I was bored towards the end, but I wasn't incredibly bored. Yeah. There's a degree of which this could have been a lot more slow. So, well, it doesn't have any standout characters other than uh, Thaddeus Ross and Emil Blonsky. And the pacing is a little off. I, I'll give this a six. I like putting okay. this at a solid six out of 10. 
Yeah. A six. So okay. you'd say you'd say it's better than um Blade Trinity. I would. Yeah. yeah. But about the same as like Fantastic Four, X Men Last Stand, kinda. Yeah. Where'd I put Fantastic Four in there? Uh six. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right there. Six. I'd say yeah. So it, it, it's certified fresh by uh Ethan <laughs> It does Barely. remind you though of those like middle of the road Marvel movies. It does. Because yeah, yeah. with Iron Man we had something special. You could really latch on to that movie and see like, oh, wow, even if this doesn't turn into something huge, I really enjoyed this movie. This does not have that. This has the feeling of some of those movies. Now, I agree with Ethan, though. It is a step up. I think I gave Ailey's Hulk like a freaking two. Yeah, what did I give Ailey's? You gave it a three, Ben. Three. Uh, Ethan gave it a five. I absolutely hated Ailey's Hulk. I, I, that's an, but he loved that is Punisher, an abomination. So... Yeah, he really? loved. He gave Punisher an eight. So let's. So, uh, let's we've been down. through this, let's gentlemen. Be, uh, we have been through we'll this. Be, we'll be there again Take next whatever time ben too with, uh, with Punisher Warzone. I think this is such a big step up, and I don't. I'm not necessarily like. I never find myself bored during this movie. It's just that there's nothing really special about it. Like the performances are all mediocre, except for the villains. I guess they do a pretty good job. Hulk looks very off. The movie is not given enough runtime, which I agree with Mike on that. Maybe a little bit more could have helped. Liv Tyler is atrocious. There's a lot of good cameo and world building in this movie, but that's not enough to make me as interested until Tony Stark says we're building a team at the end. And that feels largely separate from the movie. So all of that being said, it's a significant step down from Iron Man, but a way big step up from Ang Lee's Hulk. I give this a 6.5. Ooh. All right. Ben doesn't give half scores too often. I was thinking about a seven, and then I was like, it's a bit high. Even that it's is a, a little high. too high, but yeah. I can't go six. You know, I you feel like that's, too low? that's a little low. I don't know. In in my opinion, I mean, that's my opinion, but I, I can't. It's right. It's somewhere right in the middle. So six. For someone 5. who gave Punisher an eight, I think a six point five for Hulk. Gentlemen, how long is are we going to harp on this? <laughs> I genuinely enjoyed it. Till the end of time. Well, we we'll are. get to talk about it. A ton next week, because next week, unfortunately, we are leaving the MCU for a short run, a two-film run, to be exact. We're going two to film. We're going to hop into Punisher War Zone next week, and then right after that, we have X Men Origins Wolverine. I believe. Uh, <gasps> oh, okay. Yeah. All right. X Men Origins. X Men yeah. Origins. The, I'm actually excited for that just, one. Okay. That was the only movie that came out in 2009. Yeah. Just and because, Iron Man Two was the only one in 2010. Yeah. Oh, they were they were taking their time after that. We were working to get to Iron Man, and just because we made it to Iron Man and we made it to the MCU, <laughs> doesn't mean we get to stay in it. Yes. So next week is Punisher War Zone, and Ben, who was a massive fan of the first Punisher film, maybe maybe he'll enjoy this one, but it, the plot is as follows. Frank Castle, known as the Punisher, ruthlessly demolishes organized crime, but it starts an even bigger war. And this is not really available anywhere. You can get it on Amazon to rent or buy, but you can watch it on Peacock if you have a subscription. Oh, Peacock is free, right? If you have a subscription, which I do, so you can, oh. I'll just give you my subscription. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. just going to buy it. Are you going to buy it? Yeah, I'll buy it. I've got the first one. But the first one's good. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> In your opinion. I, I, I set up my shelf with all of my 4K Blu-rays that Ooh, I've bought nice. from the from the series. It's 
Looking pretty cool. Nice. Actually. It's that, all in uh, okay. That school. regardless of the quality of the films, that's just cool, man. Yeah, I don't that's care cool. who you are. That's epic. Because you always see the MCU movies all laid out and their their sleeves and everything, but you don't see Howard the Duck among <laughs> no, you don't. And Blade. Do you have the 4K Howard the Duck? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's Brilliant. just cool, man. That is epic. Yeah. You got to send me a picture. The of Blade that. 4K is really cool. It is. Yeah. It is. They don't have. Uh, I don't have Blade two or three because that's not in 4K yet, but. Anyway, our, uh, our ranking, I have done the math. I have plugged it into our ranking here. And I will say our average score is 5.8. 5.8. 5. At this point, how many films have we watched? We've watched 19 films. 19 films. And 19. what place does this rank? This is in 12th place. Just below Ghost Rider at 6.1 and just above The Punisher at 5.5. Below Ghost Rider? Below Ghost Rider. It oh, is I don't worse. like that. We whiffed. We I think whiffed it's it worse today. than Ghost Rider. Uh, I don't think it is. Uh, I, I think, think it's it better than both those, both those films you just named. I think it is. Well, no, not Punisher. But <laughs> we know, Ben. We know. I, it, it's my 7.8 for Ghost Rider that brought up that score. But uh, Oh, it is. Yeah. And it's Ben's 8 on Punisher, which brings that film up. Uh yeah yeah it would have been a lot lower, <laughs> much lower. I didn't do that out of spite, gentlemen. I generally think that movie's an eight. Hey, and uh, respect to you? Question mark? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Ben thought that uh, Ghost Rider was a half point lower than The Incredible Hulk. So I agree. Yeah. Like I don't think Ghost Rider is as good as this movie. Okay. Even though it's close, though. Close not though. the greatest. What did I rank? Okay. Ghost Rider. You gave Ghost Rider a. Where am I at? Four point five. Okay, I still agree with that. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's nice. It's really cool. This spreadsheet, this whole deal is so. Because I would cool. not have remembered that. I would, no, right. I totally agree with with my scores that I've been putting down. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. When I think of that movie, yep. I, that's that's a perfectly solid score for me. It's going to be very interesting as time goes on, and we start getting into some truly fabulous superhero films. Once we get to Guardians of the Galaxy, oh where my is that going to rank? Like, we'll have seen That's what's Avengers, so cool we'll have seen it, Iron Man 3, by the, Winter Soldier. Like, because my favorite is Endgame. I but love where's that going to shake out in yeah. this ranking? Because we have three guys here. That's what is, I cannot wait if to I keep going. I want to tank Endgame, I have the power to tank <laughs> you Endgame. You have the power. Zero <laughs> dookie movie. There you go. We did historically give out our lowest score last week. And it, it wasn't a part of oh. the Marvel movie marathon. It was part of our new Star Wars marathon. Me and Ben watched the holiday special. <laughs> What'd you guys give it? I didn't watch it. A point five. <laughs> a point five? Listen. Collectively? It is. We both gave it a point five. Wow. Because it was something you could watch. Now I gotta watch this. <laughs> It is. The first appearance of Boba Fett, the first appearance of a... That's true. White. I think that's why we gave it a, a point five. Yes. No, no. It was because of that cartoon. Yes. Yeah. Kashyyykin? I'm telling you right now, it is so bad. It's so bad. Like, not even laughably bad. Not in a Napoleon Dynamite sort of way. It is just huh. atrocious. Is it an hour and a half? It's an hour and 40. Yeah. Never watch it, Micah. Never Ever. watch it. I'm going home and I'm watching it. <laughs> I... Would, Maybe you would like it. I'm not sure. But I like Howard the Duck. That's true. I will but, say Howard the Duck is better than the Star Wars Holiday Special. Yes. Mm. Yes. I will say that. Quack Fu 
is negs everything in the holiday special for <laughs> sure. Word, the duck. <laughs> did, did, did. All right, let's wrap this up. Yeah, um, <laughs> let's we crack this egg. We have a uh, a 2022 in review, and as that well works. as looking forward to 2023 podcast coming out soon. Is that going to come out so, before or after this? I'm recording? not sure, but look forward to that one because it's going to come out right out at, at the same time. You about will know. so. Look forward to that one as well as our Star Wars movie marathon. We are going to be watching Empire soon, which I am looking greatly forward to, as well as Punisher Warzone, which I admittedly am not as much looking forward to watching. But oh, What uh, do you mean? It's the sequel to your favorite movie. Yeah, come on, true. Ben. Not my favorite movie. Let's just keep that one clear. <laughs> but I will say we've got a lot like of cool stuff coming out. Man. And, uh, I mean, Bad Batch is out right now on Disney+, Plus, which is, I thought the first two episodes were really solid a solid start so that one we're probably going to do an after show on so stay forward stay tuned we've got a lot coming out the last of us is coming out too ethan and i we're gonna i'm not doing school this semester so ethan and i we're gonna be doing that podcast every week i love it i love to see that i have no affinity and i probably won't watch it but if it gets like the stellar reviews i probably i mean it starts pedro pascal yeah it's about an apocalypse so i think that's good enough for me yeah that is true. So stay tuned. Watch that if you like. Other than that, this is Ben Rayside. This is Ethan Wenslaw. This is Mike Ahead. Signing off. We all hope you have a fabulous day and a happy new year.